I try to do my dusty voice? If you want. Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's your dusty voice. Wolf? wolf? I forget how you say wolf. How do you say wolf? Wolf. 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 Oh, you started. All right. Uh... Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Stats. Before we get into the episode, we this is a really awesome time for the podcast because... We are on our 100th episode. Actually, this is technically episode 102 or something like that. But this is our 100th planned episode. We had some like bonus episodes. I think episode zero and uh, another one. Um, But super excited about this because, well, you kind of got a preview of it at the beginning of this episode. And you'll hear a little bit more when we get going. And also at the end of the episode, we'll be doing our giveaway for our 100th episode. So in order to participate in that giveaway, you had to like, subscribe, and comment on one of our YouTube videos, and then leave a message on our Facebook page to let us know you did that. So we'll be giving away three games and some merchandise at the end of this episode. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We're going to be releasing a lot more video content. We're excited for this. Super, super excited for this. We've already had about 90 subscribers, so it'd be really cool if we passed that 100 subscriber mark. So please check out our YouTube channel, subscribe. All right, so now let's let's get into our 100th episode. the 100th episode of Board Gaming with Education. Who are you? Who am I? Oh, well, very, very long-time listeners might remember my voice from, like, <laughs> what, 100 episodes ago, maybe? Uh, maybe about 60 now. 60 no, maybe 70. Ago. I don't know. I'd have to look when you when your last episode was. I'm rich. Um, back in the day, I used to host this podcast with you, Dusty. And uh, it used to even be called a different name. And I thought for the 100th episode, you should be interviewed and you should kind of uh, answer some questions on how you kind of fell into this project of yours and where you're going forward with it. I'm super excited to have you back. And I hope some of our listeners remember you. If not, who are you first? Let's introduce you first. Who am I? (laughs) Oh, man, that's a deep deep question uh, you weren't ready for this question i wasn't ready were, for this question you thought you were just interviewing me <laughs> uh my name is rich uh i used to teach in taiwan and uh teach history i moved back to the states it was such a sad episode when i had to go uh <laughs> but um i'm currently in washington dc and yeah that's that's a tough question i, don't, I think that's a gotcha question <laughs> You're still teaching history in D.C., right? Yes, correct. And are you using games in your in your classes? Yeah, um, I think we did an episode on like some of the games that I used before, and I continue to use them, especially now I teach economics, and I feel Ooh. like there are a lot of games you can use that just teach pretty much basic concepts. Like I did just listen to your last episode, 
and I know uh, I forget his name, but the guy who you were interviewing, uh, <laughs> the student who is 20 years old, and see, I, I listened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he talked about how like he learned some basic ep- economics from board games, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's we, great. And we also had uh, Doctor Wits, which was a game design duo, hmm. and they the the one of the two of the duo is an economic professor. So he talks about a few games he's based economic principles off of their designs, which is really cool. But you thought this episode was you interviewing me, huh? Yeah, and you just threw that in there. This is why we didn't work out. I'm used to being the host. All right, so I, I could ask you questions now, Mr. I host? guess, yeah. All right. Yeah. I remember years and years and years ago, what, 2018 maybe? Uh, you came up with this idea. You really wanted to do this podcast. And you were trying to explain to me like, kind of what you wanted this podcast to be. And I was like, Sounds great, but we didn't really <laughs> fully grasp what it was going to be about. So I guess the question I think the audience probably wants to know is really what inspired you to do a podcast on uh, game boards and education? That's, that's a good question. You I know. I, gave I, me I a little preview a of some of your questions, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what inspired me? I think... One thing that was, it was weird. I listened to some business podcasts and I was, wanted to move to Taiwan to start a business. And I did start a business in IELTS certification, IELTS speaking exam, which is an English certification exam. Um, And I created courses online for that and I was enjoying it, but it was not, I wasn't fully passionate about it. If I was going to do this full time and put a lot of my time and energy into it, I wanted to do something that I really enjoyed doing. So I was trying to find a way that I could incorporate what I do in the classroom and what I enjoy doing in the classroom. And that's engaging my students and showing other educators how they can use games as a way to learn. And initially when we started it, it was just for English language learners. So it was a podcast for English language learners and English teachers. And yeah, so that was kind of the inspiration the business podcast I was listening to, he had started a podcasting course and that was like perfect timing when I had asked you to help me start it. And what were you thinking when uh when I had asked you to join on this little podcast thing? Yeah, I thought it'd be a fun new thing to try out and you know, we we both like board games and we're both teachers, so yeah, it made complete sense to me. Uh but I think it would be fun for everyone to know how we kind of decided on the names for these podcasts. (laughs) Oh man. I know Grace loved my wife. Grace loved our first name. (laughs) And that was all aboard the English train. (laughs) I love that. I thought that would, Oh my God. All along. that, That was like the greatest podcast name of all time. Just imagine what the intro would be like. It'd be like a choo choo train and be like choo 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 choo. That's my whistle. <laughs> I feel like there's a pun that I can think of right now, but I can't do it. I'm I'm up. my game is off. <laughs> That's why you left the show. <laughs> my game has been off for a while now. Uh so yeah, so the name, any other things about that? Why why do you think it was kind of catchy? Why do you think it caught on? Um, board game with the English, I don't know. It was, I think that was tough 
that's always the hardest thing for me is coming up with names for stuff, whether it's like things we do in the community, like we do Edugamer of the Week now. Initially, it was just Member of the Week, and I wanted to create a name for it, and that kind of took some time to think of. But Board Game with English was good, and it was good to transfer it over to Board Game with Education. And that was because we found a lot of listeners were not just English teachers or English language learners. Mm-hmm. And you were around when we started interviewing people. And initially, the podcast was just episodes as an English language learner they could listen to. It. And it was very slow, simple vocabulary. But then we expanded to interviews. And our first interview was Dave Eng. And he is a good friend of mine now. And so that's one thing that's been really awesome about this podcast. I've really met a lot of awesome people. I, I don't know. Uh, which did you like kind of find more interesting? Did you like kind of like the focus on the English with board games? Or were you kind of excited to kind of expand out of that one section of it? I was excited to expand very much so because I saw a lot of opportunity for reaching more people. The tough part is, though, when I have other guests in different disciplines or think about using games in different disciplines, I have to change my mindset because I'm so used to teaching through English language learning with games. So that's been a challenge. Do you know how many people approximately listen to your podcast? And like, how did you expand it? Was there ever like a time when you were like, you know, if only five people listen to my podcast, I'm going to stop doing it. Is there like a certain number that you had in mind? Is there like a certain amount of days that you had in mind? Or is it more like internal motivation to continue with it? I think it's been more just more fun for me to do it. So as long as I'm enjoying it, it's... You mean, you mean you're not making millions of dollars off of this? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, probably the podcast is costing me money, mm-hmm. which is okay because I've like I said I've met so many awesome people and it's been really cool to expand into a community online more than just a podcast and in that sense our community has grown a lot and we do more content than just the podcast now we create YouTube videos we do uh, blog posts social media posts so with all that, I think our community has grown a lot. Initially, we were, were pretty small, and we are still pretty small. I think with the podcast, it's episodic. Is that the correct term where you can listen to it? You don't need to listen to it all in a row. You can come and go as you please. Maybe one episode appeals to you more. You might listen to that one and skip the next one. So it's hard to really know how many people listen to it, but I would say we've grown a lot since we first started. We were number one in some Asian countries for the games category, which is really cool. Uh, since we moved back to the U.S., we've we've fallen off the Asian charts, and it's really hard to break into the U.S. charts. So we're still still pushing along. I think that goes to my next question, though. Like, how did you expand your audience? Like, was it just like I'm sure there are some aspiring podcasters out there. And this topic is a bit of a niche. Um, how, how did you manage to kind of expand that? One way initially was a lot of online marketing through social media. And then what really helps is just 
giving a or gaining a platform to talk about your podcast or talk about what you do. And I did that in Taiwan by presenting at conferences about using games for teaching language. And at the end, I would just plug my podcast to say, if you are curious about this, I do this every week, and you can listen to some things we do on the podcast. Were you guest um, in other podcasts? I, I remember. I think. Yeah, yeah. I was also. Uh, that's kind of the number one marketing advice that podcast marketers give is you already have an audience that listens to podcasts, so go and find those people. So it's harder to find people that don't listen to podcasts to listen to your podcast. It's much easier to pe find people already listening to podcasts to then now listen to yours. So it's true. It's yeah, so online, simple, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so simple. <laughs> Cross promotion. And just one thing I was hoping to do this summer, and this podcast will probably come out mid-summer, this episode, was go to a lot of board game conventions. But with COVID-19, we are, I mean, we're not going to any of them. So it's it was one thing to do is hopefully push with those in-person events, which really helped at PAX Unplugged. We were able to network and meet new people and gain an audience that way too. Okay, here come the hard-hitting questions. Uh-oh. All right. Your most, or I'll, I'll be a little easier, a memorable moment from day one of starting this until now. Ooh, so... You even told me you were going to ask this, and I couldn't think yeah. of anything. <laughs> like, I have so many, I think, too. Let's see if I can think of a memorable moment with you on the podcast. Season and, one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were around for, like, season one, two, and three, maybe? I think what was fun was doing the events in Taiwan with you, even though we didn't do so well. We didn't have a large turnout, but... Some of them we did, like the barbecue that we did. That was cool. That that was fun. When we were just going around interviewing people about the games they played and stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. that was great. And we just had, you know, loads of people sign up to play games to improve, like to practice their English playing games. That was cool. Uh, yeah. So I would say maybe that was the highlight is doing the events in Taiwan. What about something you learned? Um, could be about board games could be about creating a podcast could be about could be about anything 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 you learned oh man i've not learned anything. Hold so, on, me, so much on the podcast maybe a little more specific it should be about board games or podcasts <laughs> uh well maybe i'll answer one for each so game-based learning gamification i've learned a lot and i've fine-tuned my craft i would say and learned some best practices i mean Something you can see, but our audience cannot see, but we've talked about on the podcast is World's XP, and that's a gamification toolkit, and just that whole thing, and learning what teachers are looking for to engage their students, and what works best with each student demographic is probably going to be different than others. Um, yeah, just learning the best practices for game-based learning and gamification has been a big thing on the show that I've learned and really being able to pick apart games and understand how to apply them to a learning setting and knowing that you can't just take the game and plop it down in front of your students and expect them to learn something. You really have to scaffold the learning or modify the game to help them reach your target. Can you be specific about that? Like, 
an um, actual moment when it happened. An actual moment when it happened. When you had to do the uh, scaffolding. Uh, one example was, I can tell you a time that I've failed in using something I might I would do it differently if I was in charge of an English club still, is using the game Pandemic. And I know we're in in a crisis during this time, but it's a really good example, is students just played the game and they played in teams. So in the game, you can have up to four players, and I had, I think, six students in the English club, so I had a couple of them pair up. And there was a lot of communicative-based learning in that process, which means they were learning through talking with each other. And I think a lot of the learning that could have happened in the English club fell away. It didn't happen as much as I think could have happened if I would have given them a pre pre-activity to the game and a post-activity and the pre-activity I might ask them to create some sort of sentences using sentences they might use in the game and then post-activity maybe I would have them record their voices while they play and then transcribe what they had used in the game and then also look at how they might fix their grammar so with the English club I only had an hour so that would have to be a couple, you know, two two different sessions to be able to do something like that. But I think that would have been very beneficial for them to look at the language they were using and how they could understand their mistakes and then apply those corrections in the future when they use the language in their day-to-day activities. All right, uh, cool. Um, so I guess also 100 episodes, thrilling, exciting. I'm sure you guys had a nice party about it and everything. <laughs> a nice cake and uh, balloons. But uh, how long did you expect for this to go? Did you ever think that you would have 100 episodes? Yes. So the podcast course that I took, one of the modules in the course, and I remember this because it's, I think it's very powerful that he, he talks about this in the course, is you title, he tells you how to set up like your files on your computer. He goes through all the nitty gritty of every little detail. And he had said, make sure you title your folder 001 and then the episode title. And he said, we're going to make it three digits because eventually you're going to get to episode 100. And he kind of made it clear, like, this is something that if you are going to do the podcast, you can't give up too soon because you probably will not get a large audience early on, especially if you don't already have an audience. So, yeah, I thought we would do 100, and we'll continue with this for as long as I can see in the foreseeable future. I think eventually we will tune it down to every other week, especially since we're doing more video content. So, yeah, episode 100, and we'll go to episode 1,000. Wow. And what <laughs> between episode 100 and episode 1000, maybe I should ask it this way, between episode 100 and episode 150, are there any specific things that you're going to be focusing on? <laughs> Tough question. <sighs> yeah. Hard to include. I don't you, know. You wanted to be interviewed. <laughs> no, I know. It's It's tough because there are things I want to do and there are things that I want to try, but I'm not sure if they will work out. So it's hard to give a solid response. We're going to we're going to continue with the interviews and we're going to continue with 
doing what we normally are doing, but we're also pushing into video content. So there might be some things we use from the video content for the episode. We also want to be more specific with our podcast topics. And we might put a call to anyone out there that are game-based educators to be able to talk about a specific topic on the show. That was a good pitch. Yeah. Someone listening, please tell me. (laughs) I can interview you. (laughs) We do want to continue with interviewing game designers, game publishers, teachers, all that awesome stuff. But I think it it would benefit our audience more to talk about specific topics. Because, you know, you have a question about something. Like, why would I use game-based learning for a history class? And we might talk about that topic. Or should we use role-playing games in history class over sensitive topics like i think the stronger argument is no but maybe there is a side to why you might do it i don't know it would be a good conversation to talk about and if it is a solid no understand why why you should not use role-playing games based on sensitive topics in history so covering topics like that i think having guests that are experts in those particular topics to come on and discuss stuff like that. Have you read any books or watched any documentaries about education recently or education with uh, board games? Or No, because there's not a lot of content out there. Some of this content that I've already consumed, I've already consumed, There is probably always more. Uh, I'm usually just more engaged in different community spaces and reading blog posts or Hmm. watching video content, but nothing book-wise. Documentary would be cool in our space. (laughs) Very, very niche. (laughs) Uh, So I just recently read In Defense of Liberal Education. It's by Farid Zakaria, and it basically talks about, you know, uh, a lot of we, we want to focus these days on like STEM research, all, all like the STEM education. And the book really goes into why like a liberal education is important. And it kind of goes to board games in a sense, because what we need in the future is like uh, problem solving and mm. working together and doing all these things. And of course, in the book, it doesn't say board games, but I did make a connection, you know, listening to your podcast and reading the book. So. I would recommend reading it. I mean, if you're into education and an educator or just interested in it, I I enjoyed it. I will add that to the blog post in the show notes so people can pick it up if they're curious too. Uh, So also, I heard that you are designing a board game or creating a board game. Is Is the word on the street true? Yeah, I would call it more. I mean, I love designing games as a hobby for fun and I like to think about ways that I can use games for learning there's a couple that I'm working on one that's a review deck builder and I had hoped to get that out this summer but with again the pandemic I haven't been able to test it in classrooms Hmm. Uh, it's really a physical game and you can't really do it online unless I code it in the cards and I don't have those coding skills so that's one that I'm hoping Maybe we'll come out next year sometime. The Gamification Toolkit, World's XP, which is 
hopefully going to be on Kickstarter this summer or just a print on demand on the Game Crafter. And then uh, always just trying to design fun like hobby games. I was working on a zombie game that has kind of been set aside for a while, but this is all just for fun. Yeah, it was a deck builder zombie game. So if you're familiar with Clank, you've played Clank, right? Clank in space, the deck builder, and you go around the board. So it's similar to that, but instead of going to get treasure, you're kind of operating on the board and trying to destroy as many zombies as possible, and you gain points. It's kind of like a Roman Colosseum-style game, but in the future. You know, there there are not enough zombie games out there. That's for sure. There are so many zombie games. (laughs) But not enough. So many zombie games. (laughs) Uh, Any words for inspiring podcasters out there or anyone inspiring to make a game design? I would say for podcasters and game designers, this is maybe just words of advice in general, is just start doing it. There's something called the toolkit fallacy. I'm going to look this up. While we are chatting, should we talk about something else while you look it up? Oh, How's that okay. like? It's called the it's oh. called <laughs> it's called the toolbox fallacy, and that basically says it it goes like this: If I want to start a podcast, I'm gonna start not gonna start a podcast until I get the perfect microphone. I get the perfect microphone now. I'm not gonna start a podcast till I know how to edit a song. I'm not going to start a podcast until I have a perfect microphone, know how to edit the song for my intro, and then also have 20 guests lined up for the show. So it's it's basically saying that just do it. Do it with what you have. Don't worry about getting the perfect tools to get started, but just get going and then improve, advance, evolve, and move on. Do some you things remember- work and some things don't, too. Yeah. Do you remember our first episode? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if you went back and re- listened to episode zero, uh, but I did recently because oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I had to add the beginning to of it. And I'm going to do this for episode one. It's kind of like a, this is our podcast back then, and then we do this now. And it's an intro into episode zero, and then episode zero goes into what it was normally recorded as. But yeah, it's it's, it's rough. It's a little cringy, but it's fun. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> and uh, inspiring words for those game designers out there. Oh, and game designers, man. It's tough because for me, I don't really have a successful game design yet. Inspiring and words for yourself. Test it is the biggest thing, play testing and aligning your experience with what you're designing the game for and i think when i look at that from my point of view is in teaching i'm looking at the game and the learning outcomes and what parts of the game can i kind of shed that either are not fun or don't align with what we're trying to learn okay end of the episode no. <laughs> no, I got a question for you. That's why I wanted to end the episode. <laughs> so, you joined this journey about two years ago. Almost, well, more than two years. Two and a yeah, half almost now. Yeah, yeah. And 
now you're back on the show and hopefully you'll be back on in the future. What have you enjoyed about the podcasting experience? I am someone who always likes to learn new things and meet new people. And I think like doing a podcast, you have to try not to learn things and meet new people. So <laughs> Uh, that for me is definitely the highlight of that thing. Uh, also just, again, those conversations that you're having with people you're interviewing or even people you've known for years and years and years, uh, sitting and listening to them. I'm, I'm someone who likes to talk a lot. So doing a podcast, you have to listen a lot. So it does, <laughs> it, it does, uh, help you learn, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't talk a lot in person, which is strange. I talk a lot on the podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, well, 30 minutes of silence doesn't really work well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for interviewing me, and we will see you on the episode, on a future episode soon. Well, thank you for having me and allowing me to interview you. It was great being back, and congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you, sir. All right. So let's get into our 100th episode giveaway. So first up, we have election night. And that goes to Gabor. Gabor was a premie, if I hopefully pronounce that right. And the next one, we have Evolution by North Star Games. And that's going to Mark Marine. The next game and our last game for the giveaway is Trap Words. And that will go to... Brian McDonald. And now on to our board game with education merchandise. First up, we have a bottle, a water bottle that says, teach better, learn more, and play more. Some really cool graphics on the bottle. It goes to, ooh, Andrew Gillen or Gillen. And next up, we have a tote bag. Teach, learn, play tote bag. That's going to go to our next winner, Pablo Diaz. And last up, we have a coffee mug. Teach, better, learn more, play more coffee mug to Elizabeth Minter. Congratulations to our 100th episode winners. I will be reaching out to you very soon on how I can send those to you so I can get a mailing address. As always, thank you for being a member of our community. And again, check out our YouTube channel, Board Game with Education. We're going to be posting a lot more video content on there. We already have a few videos up, so check it out, Board Game with Education on YouTube. As always, teach better learn more, and always, most, most importantly, play some more games.
Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games, or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening, and until next time.